ladies and gentlemen, coming at you live from his own bedroom, your host, Tony. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. Okie dokie, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 6, alright? We're done with October. Wow, could you believe it? October's already came come, come and, came and went. Wow, spooky season is almost over. That means it's Thanksgiving season. Not Halloween season. Thanksgiving. Anyways. Um, so, today's topic. Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Originally, I was going to plan this to be our 150th episode, but I said, fuck that shit. Let's do it right now. And here we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, ignore the uh, blender in the back. It's, you know, just, okay, cool, it's done. Anyways, I gotta say, this is probably my third favorite Terminator film in the franchise. Um, it was... <sighs> It was bad, but it had its own pros. Yeah, anyways. Um, I gotta say, this is really where the franchise started to go downhill. This this was the beginning of, the, 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 of what would be a series of box office bombs not only that but you know critically you know downvoted not downvoted what the fuck is this reddit just just to really just a not really enjoyed film there we go we'll leave that there anyways um yeah before we get into today's episode I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really, so keep it up. And most of all, tell everybody. Tell everybody about Time Out with Tony and Season 3 and how cool it is. Isn't it cool, you guys? I think it's cool. By the way, we got a giveaway coming up soon. What are we giving away? I don't know. Stay tuned to find out. Anyways. Okie dokie. Yeah, no. This was a really bad film. Not bad as in like I'm going to give this a zero out of ten because you know it was it was a horrible just just horrible film bad no but like bad as in like this this is where this is where it kind of fucked up the franchise kind of bad, anyways without further ado ladies and gentlemen enough banter let's get straight into today's episode sit back relax and crack open a beer soda and or water and enjoy because this is Terminator Three Rise of the Machines. So, Terminator 3, also known as T3, or Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, is a 2003 
science fiction action film and it's the third installment in the Terminator franchise and it's a sequel to 1991's Terminator 2 Judgment Day directed by Jonathan Mostow and starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Nick Stahl, Claire Danes and Christina Loken. The film sees Skynet send yet another Terminator this time the TX played by Christina Loken back in time to ensure the rise of the machines by killing top members of the future human resistance which will be led by John Connor this time He's played by Nick Stahl. Among the TX targets is John's future wife, Kate Brewster, played by Claire Danes, but not John himself, as his whereabouts are unknown to Skynet. John's life is placed in danger when the TX finds him. The Resistance also sent its own Terminator, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, back in time to protect both John and Kate. By the end of 1995, James Cameron was interested in directing a third Terminator film. He had previously directed and co-written the earlier films, but ultimately had no involvement with the third Terminator. Carl Carlco, Carlco, sorry, I mispronounced his name wrong. Carolco Pictures, which owned half of the rights to the future Terminator sequels, went into bankruptcy in November of 1995. Andrew G. Vagina and Mario Casar obtained the full rights in 1998, and they produced the film. In the year 1999, Teddy Sarfian was hired to write the first draft of the script. Mastel joined as a as um joined the project as a director in the year 2001 and brought John Brancato and Michael Ferris to rewrite Seraphon's script. With a final budget of $187.3 million, it was the most expensive film ever made up until that point. The budget included a $5 million salary for Mostow and a record $30 million salary for Schwarzenegger. Uh, lucky bastard. Anyways, <clears throat> filming took place in California from April to September of 2002. Industrial Light and Magic and Stan Winston created the special effects as they did for the previous films. Terminator 3 premiered in Westwood, LA on June 30, 2003 and was released on July 2, 2003 by Warner Bros. Pictures in the U.S. and by Columbia TriStar Film Distributors International in Worldwide territories. The film went on to gross over $433.4 million worldwide and was followed by a sequel, 2009's Terminator Salvation, which sees none of the cast members here return at all. At all? At all, Tony! Whoa! Alright, let's get straight into the story. So, our story opens up nine years after the events of Terminator 2, the years 2004. After destroying Cyberdyne Systems Corporation, John Connor went on to live as a nomad following the death of his mother Sarah to hide from Skynet. Despite a war between humans and machines not occurring in the year 1997 as foretold, unable to locate John in the past, Skynet sends a new Terminator model. This time, it's the TX. See, they send him back in time did John's present in LA to this time instead kill his future allies in the human resistance. The resistance sends a reprogrammed Terminator, a T-101 referred to as the Terminator, to protect the TX's targets, including John and his future wife, Kate Brewster. After killing a few targets, the TX locates the pair at an animal hospital where Kate works. John becomes the TX's primary target, but the Terminator help, uh, steps in and will helps both him and Kate escape. He takes him to a mausoleum where John's mother was supposedly interred. However, inside the vault, they find a weapons cache left at Sarah's request in case Judgment Day was not averted and the Terminator Terminators were to ever return. The escape 
Sorry, they escape from an armed battle with the police and fend off the pursuing TX. The Terminator reveals that John and Sarah's actions only delayed Judgment Day and that Skynet's attack, uh, Skynet's attack was going to is going to occur that same day. The Terminator intends to drive John and Kate to Mexico to escape the fallout when Skynet begins its nuclear attack at 6.18 p.m. John orders the Terminator to take Kate and him to see Kate's father, U.S. Air Force Lieutenant General Robert Brewster. The Terminator refuse, refuses to do so, but agrees when Kate um, requests that they go. The Terminator explains that that same that same Terminator, the same model that they're talking to right at that moment, actually killed John in the future. But Kate reprogrammed it and sent him back into the and back in time, meaning that only she can give it orders. Anyways, General Brewster. Um, as we said before, is an Air Force Lieutenant General. He is supervising the development of Skynet for cyber research systems, which also develops autonomous weapons. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff pressures him to activate Skynet to stop an, anom an ano anomalous computer virus from invading worldwide servers. Brewster, who is actually unaware that the virus is actually Skynet, established uh, establishes control over them. John and Kate arrive too late to stop Skynet from being activated, and the TX wounds General Brewster and activates the CRS weaponized machines, which then start to kill the employees. Before dying, General Brewster gives Kate and John the location of what John believes is Skynet's system core. The pair head to the tarmac to take General Brewster's single-engine plane to Crystal Peak, a facility built inside the Sierra Nevada. After a battle with the TX severely damages the Terminator and reprograms it to kill John, the TX pursues John and Kate through the CRS facility, but when a particle accelerator is activated, it magnetically binds the TX to the equipment, and the still consciously aware Terminator struggles to counter its outer functions. As it prepares to kill John, he urges the Terminator to choose between its conflicting programming and it deliberately, force, it deliberately forces a shutdown of its corrupted system, enabling the pair's escape. Shortly after they leave, the Terminator system reboots. The TX escapes the accelerator and resumes her pursuit. After they reach Crystal Peak, John and Kate um, get attacked by the TX in her helicopter, but before it can attack um, completely, the Terminator arrives in a second helicopter and he's like, I'm back, and he crashes it and it crushes the TX. The TX pulls itself from the wreckage, losing its legs, and attempts to drag itself inside the bunker to follow the pair. The Terminator holds the bunker open, uh, the bunker door open long enough for the pair to lock themselves inside and then uses its last hydrogen fuel cell to destroy both itself and the TX. Before it blows up, he's like, you are terminated. And the TX is like, and then it's like, boom. It's really cool. Anyways, John and Kate discover that Crystal Peak was never Skynet's core but rather a nuclear fallout shelter and command facility for government and military officials. Having no core, Skynet has now become a part of cyberspace after becoming self-aware. Judgment Day begins as Skynet fires nuclear missiles worldwide, starring a nuclear holocaust that kills billions. The pair begin to receive radio transmissions on the emergency equipment, and John tentatively assumes command by answering radio calls and, well, 
the movie ends with both John and Kate reluctantly accepting their fate. And that, my friends, is Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Wow. What a story. Okie dokie, folks. Our rating. On a scale of 1 to 10, I gotta give Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, a... It's very, very difficult to say because while the yes, the movie does is outweighed a lot by its cons, it does have a few good pros. So with that being said, I've got to give Terminator 3 a... Six out of ten. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a six out of ten, and well, here is why. First and foremost, one thing I really, really loved about the film was its um, desire to continue the film. However, that's where they fucked up. Their desire to continue the franchise from the previous installment. There are a lot of inconsistencies with the events of the second and the third film because in the second film they say that John is 10 but in the third film he says I was 13 when they attacked me for the second when they tried to kill me for the second time and you know it's just really a lot of inconsistencies throughout the entire film that just don't line up with um with the previous two installments really and you know you come to think hey is this in a different universe it's not anyways but yeah no I like how they try to to continue the franchise and the story, but at the same time, they just completely push away from it for, for the most part. Anyways, um, <clears throat> another thing I really liked was the ending, how they decided to end it, as in, like, uh, there's no hope. This is what, you know, life looks like, bitch. You better get used to it. You know what I'm saying? I really like the ending that they decided to they decided to take. Um, but at the same time, it's like, wow, what what is it with the sad endings trope? You know, I, I don't know. Anyways, um, let's see what else was bad about this film. Mm, well, I gotta say, I really liked that they decided to include a female Terminator. Though that's kind of cool. Um, sort of like a what if type of situation right there. That's nice. Um, I mean, of course, not the part where, you know, they short naked and whatnot, but, um, <laughs> I'm talking too much. Um, but yeah, no, it was really cool to bring in that idea. Um, I gotta say, I feel like the only reason why this movie was made was because it was just a simple, um, cash, cash grab, you know? They're like, damn, bro, Terminator 2, it was the bomb, it was the shit, shit got us so many awards, fucking made so much at the box office, and all this kind of shit, and now they're like, okay, let's do it again, and then they they, they come out with this, and people are like, or it could just simply be because, you know, the Terminator 2 was its peak, you know, they just, they, they, it can't get better than that, and if it is like that, then I totally, totally understand, you know, because at some point, everything has... Uh, it's limits. Um, but, yeah, no, this, 
it's a mess. It, it, it just it, it just doesn't continue the storyline very well. But overall, six out of ten. Do I recommend it if you're bored as fuck and you kind of have to watch it? Well, actually, you know what? You don't kind of have to. You know, just in your mind, only Terminator one and two can exist. You know, because that's 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 how it works with me. But uh, overall, it's it's mediocre. You know, it's 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 got more cons than pros. But you know, its pros are good. It, they're good in their own way. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's my opinion on it. Let me know what you guys think. Anyways, let's take a look behind the scenes. So, development for the film first began when James Cameron directed and co-wrote the previous first two Terminator films. The film's rights to the franchise were held by Carol Co. Pictures and by Cameron's ex-wife, Gail Ann Hurd, who both held 50% of the rights. Cameron had sold his stake to Hurd for a dollar prior to uh, directing the first Terminator. In July 1991, while Terminator 2 Judgment Day was in its theatrical run, Cameron said that if the film was successful, then there may be some economic pressure to do a sequel. During the same month, executive producer Gail and Hurd said, quote, I've always felt the story lent itself wonderfully to being a continuing tale, end quote. She believed it was natural that a third film would happen, but it was unsure at the time if Arnold Schwarzenegger would return to reprise his role as the Terminator. She said that for Schwarzenegger to commit to another film, he would have to read a finished script, approve a director, and see if the project fit to his schedule. See, man, that's how fucking dope Arnold was back in the day, man. Back in, back in his heyday, bro. You couldn't tell him shit. Anyways, in May of 1992, Carol Co. Pictures co-founder Mario Casar said he expected to make a third Terminator film within the next five to seven years. TriStar, which distributed the second Terminator film, would be involved in the film. That same month, TriStar chief Mike Metavoy said the film would probably take a couple of years. By the end of 1995, Carol Co. had already filed for bankruptcy and James Cameron wanted to direct the third film with the involvement of 20th Century Fox. Cameron's 3D film ride, Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time, would open later in the year 1996. The project reunited the main cast of the second Terminator and prompted Cameron to begin writing a script for a third Terminator film. Cameron said that Battle Across Time would serve as a stepping stone towards a third a third Terminator film. However, such a film will not be ready for a few years as Cameron was busy working on Titanic for 20th Century Fox. When Carol Cole first filed for bankruptcy on November 10th, 1995, its assets were bound to a liquidation, uh, liquidation auction. That same day, 20th Century Fox signed a $50 million deal to acquire all of Carol assets, including the rights to the Terminator sequels as well as the company's existing film library. Fox withdrew its bid in January 1996 when Canal Plus bid $58 for Caracol's film library. Canal Plus offer did not include purchasing the rights for Caracol's sequel films, but Fox wanted all of Caracol's assets and was unwilling to match or exceed the bid offer made by Canal Plus. The sequel rights ultimately went on to be auctioned through U.S. Bankruptcy Court where Fox intended to purchase them. The new Terminator film would have Schwarzenegger reprising his role. Linda Hamilton had also talked had also talked with Cameron about reprising her role as Sarah Connor. During 1997, Fox spent uh, Fox spent nine months negotiating with Cameron, Schwarzenegger, and Heard, the latter in regard to her share of the sequel rights. 
Bill McKenick, chairman of Fox Films Entertainment, oversaw the project and negotiations at the time. McKenick wanted the trio to be involved in the new film, so he sought to secure to first secure deals with them before proceeding to purchase uh, with the purchase of the Caraco rights. McKenick also believed that a deal with the trio would give him necessary leverage with the U.S. bankruptcy court to acquire the rights from Caraco. At the time, Cameron committed to writing and producing the film and reserved the right to direct it in the event he wanted to do so. Fox intended to make the new Terminator film on a budget similar to its predecessor, approximately $95 million. However, it was determined that the film could not be made on the intended budget when considering the additional cost of purchasing Caraco's rights as well as Schwarzenegger's desired $25 million salary. At some point, Schwarzenegger had talked to Cameron about the two of them buying the rights themselves. Cameron, however, was not interested in the idea and wanted to let Fox handle the rights. Schwarzenegger said about Fox, quote, I only later did that that they were making these ridiculous lawball offers, like 750 We could have owned these ourselves, but you didn't want to be in that business. End quote. Dimension Film, a division of Miramax, agreed to purchase the rights that were owned by Heard and also intended to buy Carol Coe's rights through the auction. However, a judge ruled against an earlier motion which stated that only an established studio should be allowed to bid for the Carol Coe rights. This allowed Andrew G. Vagina to participate in the bidding. Vagina had co-founded Carol Coe with Cassart but left the company in the year 1989. In September 1997, Cameron invited his friends Vagina and Cassart to see an early edit of Titanic, during which Vagina and Kassar learned that Terminator rights were still available. That same month, Mechanic discovered that Vagina had been quietly negotiating with the bankruptcy court to acquire the rights for himself and Kassar. The duo planned uh, to form a new production company with Terminator 3 as its debut. During September 1997, Vagina signed a tentative, uh, tentative $7.5 million agreement to purchase the rights which were to be sold later in an auction scheduled for the following month. Mechanic was upset to learn of Vagina's agreement, having spent months in negotiations with Schwarzenegger, Cameron, and Heard. Cameron was upset as well, and Vagina and Kassar had not mentioned their intention to buy the rights during their meeting days earlier. This would lead to deterioration of their friendship. Vagina later said he was unaware that Cameron was already planning a Terminator 3. Miramax dropped out of the bidding when Vagina raised his bid to $8 million. By October of 1997, the budgetary concerns over the third Terminator film and Cameron's troubled post-production uh, post of Titanic for Fox led them uh, both to abandon the Terminator project and not pursue the rights. Mechanic had asked Cameron if he wanted Fox to outbid Vagina, but Cameron decided that he did not want to be involved in the project. Mechanic believed that Cameron was, quote, only hanging in there be at the end because of Arnold and quality control. It was something that Arnold always wanted to do again period, and Jim was more than happy to do it, end quote. Cameron gave his approval for Heard and Schwarzenegger to make another Terminator film without him. Although Schwarzenegger did not want to make the film without Cameron, he initially refused to start in the third film. Over time, Schwarzenegger would continue to try to persuade Cameron to be involved in the new film. In 2003, Cameron said he felt he had already told the whole story of the, uh, with his first two Terminator films, something that he came to realize during the post-production process of Titanic. Cameron later stated, quote, I just felt as a filmmaker, maybe I've gone beyond it. I wasn't really that interested. I felt like I told a story. I wanted to tell. I suppose I could have pursued it more aggressively and gone for, to the mat for it, but I felt like I was laboring in someone else's house to an extent because I had sold the rights very early on. End quote. Cool. 
Nevertheless, the feeling that the Terminator character was much Schwarzenegger as it was was his own cameron eventually advised schwarzenegger to do the third film without him saying quote if they can come up with a good script and pay you a lot of money don't think twice end quote the film was in high demand according to schwarzenegger who said he was frequently asked in interviews about the possibility of a third sequel in october 1997 the future uh the rights to future films were auctioned to vagina for eight million heard at a post vagina's attempt to to buy the rights and tried to uh, unsuccessfully to change Cameron's mind about purchasing the rights. On the night that the rights were auctioned, Vagina contacted Cameron and Schwarzenegger to resolve the situation. Vagina was surprised that Cameron would be upset about the rights being sold, later saying, quote, what difference does it make to Jim who's financing the movie, a studio or us? His deal would have been the same. Arnold tried to convince Jim over a long period of time to do it, to do the film. Arnold felt very loyal, end quote. Vagina said that Cameron, quote, felt that we stole his baby, even though we were the ones uh, who put it together last time round. So we felt that that was kind of strange and then went to do it on ourselves, end quote. Cameron said in January of 1998 that it was unlikely he would direct Terminator 3. In March of that same year, Vagina and Kassar acquired Herd's half of the Terminator rights for $8 million to become full owners of the franchise with plans to proceed on Terminator 3. Herd served as an executive producer for the film, and Kassar and Vagina contacted Cameron with the hope that he would direct, but again, declined. According to Kassar, Cameron was trying to obtain the auction Terminator rights for himself at the time he was asked to direct. Cameron and his company, Lightstorm Entertainment, had considered trying to obtain the rights but ultimately chose not to do so, and it was estimated that acquiring the rights and paying Schwarzenegger to reprise the role would cost up to $100 million. By 1999, Kassar and Vagina had been negotiating with various studios about partnering on the project, but decided to finalize the film's concept and the script first. They founded C2 Pictures that same year, and by October of 1999, they brought Toho Toa and German company VCO on board the, uh, on board the project as co-financers. The latter companies helped finance development of a script by Terry Serafan, who was hired for the film in 1999, along with David C. Wilson for a possible fourth installment. Fox held discussions with Vagin and Kassar about buying the rights for them from Cameron, uh, buying the rights from them for Cameron. Mechanic said these discussions were never serious. It was also reported that Fox and Cameron had been in discussions with Vagin and Kassar about partnering on the film. Vagin and Kassar accepted a proposal from Fox, but it fell apart once Toho, Toa, and VCL were brought onto the project, as the latter companies purchased the distribution rights for Japan and Germany, the largest markets outside of the U.S. Kassar and Vagina intended to proceed uh, on the film with or without Schwarzenegger, although Kassar preferred that he be involved. Filming was expected to, uh, to begin uh, filming was expected to begin in the year 2000 for a release the following year. In March of that year, uh, it was announced that VCO would have a 25% stake in the film as well as the rights to the German uh, to the in-German-speaking territories. At the time, Sarafan was only days away from completing his draft, and Kassar hoped to announce a director within the 45 within the next 45 days. Filming was expected to commence that late uh, that later that year with a scheduled release for the fourth quarter of 2001. Kassar wanted to have Terminator 3 and Terminator 4 shot back to back possibly with different directors. Plans to shoot the film and its sequel simultaneously dropped in case Terminator 3 did not become a success. In the year 2000, the start of the production on Terminator 3 was delayed by a year. Seraphon's script 
titled T3 Rise of the Machines, featured John Connor working at a dot-com company. The script's villain was the T1G, a female Terminator sent from the future with the ability to turn invisible. By July of 2000, Cameron had been given a, scop, uh, uh, scop, a copy of Sarah Fenn's script, but passed on directing the film due to his estranged, estranged relationship with Vachon and Cassar. Cameron stated that he refused to direct or produce Terminator 3 because he did like the idea of working for somebody else's script in a story he originated. According to Schwarzenegger, Cameron de declined involvement on the project because he did not want to commit to a time frame as he was busy and had other projects to explore. Other directors being considered in the 2000s were Ang Lee, Christian Duguay, Duguay, sorry, David Fincher, Ridley Scott, Roland Emmerich. Lee passed the project on and went on to direct the shit show that was Hulk 2003. Intermedia was announced as a co-financer in October that same year. Um, and although the production was scheduled to begin in 2001, it was delayed because of the uh, because of the anticipation of a writer strike, which did not end up occurring. There was also the possibility of an actor strike, and filming was scheduled to begin after it ended. In March of 2001, Jonathan Mostow and his production partner, Hal Lieberman, were in negotiations to join the project as director and producer, respectively. Mostow said he was not shy when he started working on the project, as he later recalled, recalled quote, I said, here's the movie I'm going to make, here's how I'm going to make it. If you don't want to do it my way, you should find a different director, end quote. Mostow had concerns about Seraphon's script and declined to start filming until it was perfected Mostow invited <clears throat> ah crap I lost I lost the alright Mostow invited his college classmates John Barrancanto and Michael Ferris to rework the screenplay and they signed on to rewrite it in June of 2001 Seraphon still got a story credit however although much of his draft was rewritten scenes were added to make it more of a road movie fulfilling Mostow's vision for the film Barrancanto said there was initial consideration giving to the, ignoring the basic format of earlier films by removing aspects of time travel and killer machines from the future quote we tried all sorts of wacky scenarios but to be honest it just wasn't working End quote. The idea of a female Terminator was retained from Seraphon's script, although Mostow disliked Seraphon's idea that the character could turn invisible, saying, quote, It's not Viscaro. End quote. The film makes a subtle reference to Schwarzenegger's age by depicting his character as an obsolete Terminator compared to the TX. Mostow said, uh, quote, It's always great if you can have your protagonist or hero be completely outmatched. End quote. In December 2001, several companies complete, uh, competed for the distribution rights of the film. The two, the heads of each major studio were invited that month to a secret hotel room meeting to read the script and bid for the rights. Fox declined to participate in the meeting out of loyalty to Cameron. Warner Bros. won the U.S. distribution rights that month, with filming scheduled to begin in April 2002. Columbia TriStar Film Distribu Distributors International subsequently acquired most of the international uh, distribution rights, including those that would have been handled by VCL, which was suffering financially at the time. The film's production uh, budget was initially set at $169-170 million, making it the most expensive film to be, greenlit, to be greenlit at the time. The budget would include paying off the debts of Carolco, as well as a $5 million salary for Mostow and a record $30 million salary record $30 million salary for Schwarzenegger. Their distribution rights were sold for $145 million, while the remaining $25 million would be covered by Vajna, and Kassar, and Intermedia. Budget statements for the film put the final cost at 
$3 million, maintaining the film's title as the most expensive film ever made up at that point. Production placement deals with companies such as PepsiCo, Toyota, help regenerate profit. For example, the film prominently features the then-new Toyota Tundra truck. Schwarzenegger received a record salary of $25.25 million plus 20% of the profits, although he agreed to defer part of his salary in order to prevent the relocation of the set to Vancouver, British Columbia from Los Angeles. Initially, the film was set to have a 100-day shoot with 62 days in Vancouver and 38 days in London. I mean, in Los Angeles, the cast and crew generally agreed that they did not want to relocate from California, so $8 million was trimmed from the budget, allowing for filming to take place entirely in the state. Another benefit of shooting in LA is that the film set is there. It was announced in February 2002 that the shoot would take, entire, would, would take place entirely in California. Bit of a fun fact, actually. Um, a lot of the scenes, one of the scenes was actually filmed not far down from the, uh, not far down the street from where I live. There's a freeway, the 210 freeway, which passes, um, which is, uh, just two, three blocks down from my house. It passes by just right there, man. And it's so cool to see that. Um, a lot of the stuff too was actually filmed, at, um, in, in the San Fernando Valley, um, I mean, to be fair, back at the time, it was cheaper to film back then um, here in the Valley, you know, how they shot their movies and um, all their pornos, you know, now that, you know, they're taking that shit elsewhere because California is getting expensive, baby, and that's, I, I, I kind of hate that um, and what, but yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much it in terms of production. Um, so... Oh shit, I need to, oof, okay, I need to wrap this up, because I really need to use the bathroom. The film went on to gross, to earn a worldwide gross of $433.4 million. Unfortunately, however, it was 17% less than Terminator 2 Judgment Day's worldwide gross of $519.8 million, not adjusting for inflation. The review aggregation website Rotten Tomatoes reported a 69, nice, approval percent rating, uh, with an average rating of 6.55 out of 10 based on 207 reviews. The website's consensus reads, quote, although T3 never reached the sec the heights of the second movie, it is a welcome to the a welcome addition to the Terminator franchises, end quote. I mean, to the Terminator franchise, end quote. Um, to be fair, I, I, I could agree on this, you know. It, it doesn't top T2, but at the same time, it's not Terminator Genesis, so... Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, there was a sequel in 2009. We saw Terminator Salvation, which was set in the year 2018 in a post-apocalyptic world. Then we had Terminator Genesis in 2015, which was... And, you know, the latest installment, Terminator Dark Fate... Needless to say, this film is where the franchise first really started to fall off. Um, and, you know, fortunately, it's sad to see when things hit their peak too soon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Before we go, thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really, so keep it up. And most of all, tell everybody, spread the word. Um... Halloween is this Sunday. Be careful. Be respectful. Don't eat any candy without open with uh without checking if it's already open. Um, be home by ten. 
don't drink and drive and just just have fun also look out for kid idiot kids jaywalking because you know they don't like to look both ways before crossing anyways ladies and gentlemen that pretty much wraps up today's episode thank you guys all so much and we'll catch you next week for the month of november new episodes every wednesday so tune in for that thank you guys all so much and we'll see you next week bye bye Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.